When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you had a happy time during your holiday season or that you all just survived them in general and look forward to this being the longest amount of time until the next time you have to celebrate this time of year. Like me, like tax season. Oh, God, it's tax season now, isn't it? (laughs) You just went right into towner mode. I did. Tax season. But it's 2024. Yeah. Let's talk about happy things then. Let's let's shift John's gears immediately and let's talk about our favorite movies that we watched in 2023 before we kick things off with new movies starting next week in 2024, which is this week. But next week's one, I'm time, man. No wonder Marvel can't get like time travel right. It's confusing. (laughs) So in the meantime, let's just talk about movies because that's why you're listening. We are going to run down our favorite top five movies that we watched in 2023. Yeah, folks, you know, just so you know, from behind the scenes, I just cut out a lot of stuff that you're not going to hear. So instead, I'm just going to roll right into welcome to the bloody disgusting podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting, you know, her as lead movie critic for bloody disgusting horror movie fanatic and journalist, Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hey, happy new year. 2024 has not started out well for me. No, it's you're doing fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. You have a leaf blower on your stump. It's fine. (laughs) Please listen to the last episode for context. Otherwise, that's going to sound terrible. (laughs) If this is your first episode, good luck. (laughs) You know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, Infant Love for the Genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello, it's me. Happy 2024. And I'm John. We finally got through it so we can talk yeah. about our favorite movies that we saw last year. <laughs> uh, You're doing it, Peter. As we have always done in the past, the our top five movies, as, long, as well as some runners-up, will be mentioned. These aren't necessarily movies that were only from 2023. They are just movies that we saw for the first time in 2023, which is very helpful for me. <laughs> so, let's just get right into things. Uh I'm going to say no particular order because my list is yeah. no particular order. It's so Same. tough to suddenly say what your favorite was. It sure it was... is. Jesus. Oh, help. yeah. No. I mean, These I... are just my top favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. I mean, There's a bunch more to that. 
conservatively speaking, if we each do two a week, we, we each conservatively watch a hundred horror movies just that we talk about in a year, let alone yeah. all the ones we don't talk about <laughs> in the year. So yeah, we'll just do our, our no particular order. And I'm going to totally not go first. Megan, what's your first of your top five favorites? And we will do our runners up too at the end. So this pick, uh, you know, we talk a lot. Well, not we specifically, but in general, I see a discourse online about the, you know, the theatrical experience and how that's very different for a lot of people um, and usually negative. But there's still a lot of magic when you find the right crowd mm-hmm. when you're watching a movie. I think on I know screen. where you're going with this one. And yeah, you, you probably do. <laughs> um, and so for me, like this, this could not have not been in my top for a variety of reasons, but especially because that crowd just made that movie just like it took it to the next level. And that's the blackening. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was on Tim's... my list too. Is it? See, we can, yeah. we can have, we can share. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, directed by Tim Story, written by Dwayne Perkins and Tracy Oliver. It is a Juneteenth set horror comedy, um, kind of dissecting the tropes. You know, what if the black guy dies first, but they're all black? Then who goes? Um, and it's such a funny movie. It is such a funny movie. I think I, you know, if I'd watched this renting it at home, I would have still been laughing. But when you have the entire audience like hooting and hollering and just having the greatest time of their lives, it's infectious. Um, and there's something magical about everybody, a crowd in a big theater singing the O'Reilly Auto Parts jingle <laughs> with the movie um, that you just can't really replicate. So for for the movie being a joy and for getting to experience the joy it brought to a crowded theater, it's it's in my top five. Yeah, I could not agree more. Like this is a theater experience that in the right theater with the right crowd it is it, it was so much more enjoyable absolutely i kind of feel bad for people who saw it for the first time streaming or on demand or something that yeah i mean it's still a good movie we still had fun we still oh, had yeah. a good it, time it's, yeah it's still a really good movie by absolute without a doubt but the theater experience yeah. was definitely a unique one that made it a lot more enjoyable too absolutely how about you Zena? Okay, well, I was going to say the blackening, too. Well, you can. Um, you can. It's you fine. weigh in. Yeah. You, okay. You get All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really love the movie as well. For some reason, again, like my theater near me, there's two theaters near me. None of them, they were playing it. But even with like some other movies, for some reason, they weren't playing it. Or when they were, it was just like, who yeah. goes to... Five? It's five o'clock. But anyway, um, <laughs> point is, I really, really love the movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought that it was hilarious. One of my favorite scenes, this really isn't a, I mean, there's a lot of favorite scenes, but one where it's like, I literally had tears was this woman, she, she gets slapped and it was like, you felt the slap, but someone comments, <laughs> someone actually comments on it. And it's like, they never really do that in horror movies. They just keep it going. And it's true. Yeah. Like that, that looked very painful. Are you yeah. okay? Like, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a really funny movie. It is. John. So I also have blackening on my list, but it's a runner. It's not a top oh. five. <laughs> We're still calling it a, a dark trio approved. Oh, without Maybe. a doubt. It was a very yeah. close runner up. The other ones on my list just kind of edged it out. Also in the number of times I watched them. Um, I'm going to start with one that would surprise no one if they heard the episode from about a month ago or so. And I'm going to start with talk to me. Uh, talk to me. It's 
it so much that I went out and got the and horror prop that wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be when it showed up, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy it anyway. Yeah. Uh, if you know what, if you know, you know, and it just, it was a familiar, like I said before, it's a, it's a new twist on something familiar, but it's original and it's not familiar. And one of the best endings of a horror movie that I've seen in a long time that it just really encapsulated and pulled everything together. Great acting from as far as I, my knowledge is concerned, unknown actors. I'm sure they're well more well-known in like New Zealand, Australia, mm-hmm. um, really creepy effects, some really brutal effects Yeah, that, that great portrayal of hell that I talked about in the, the, the deep dive. If you haven't listened to it, go watch, talk to me first and then check out our deep dive. Um, but yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I might, I almost watched it again the other day. It's just, just good stuff. Not, it's just good stuff. Yeah. It worked for me on all levels. Awesome. All right. Number two, Megan. So this one, uh, I watched technically last year at a festival and then it finally released this year. Uh, it's still, I love it. And I wish more people were talking about it. Some, some are, um, it was acquired by Screenbox. It's the Outwaters. Robbie Banfitch is the Outwaters. Um, that came out pretty close with Skinamarink. Uh, Skinamarink hit this year first and then the Outwaters. Are you, John has got a very confused look on his face. I was, when I was making my list, I was like, I could have swore that I talked about the Outwaters last year. Was that, did that just come out this year? Yeah. It it, it released on, you saw it, um, at a fest screening. That's what it was. So I, online. so I put it on last year's list but it hadn't officially been released yet okay yeah now it's officially out uh it's on screen box blu-ray all sorts of things um but as far as like the really experimental kind of i don't want to say liminal space because i don't think all waters is quite that (laughs) but you know it's it's often paired in conversation with skin and rank because they're both released in close proximity both are found footagey both are very kind of out there as far as conventional horror goes um but I prefer this to Skinamarink, uh, just because for me, somebody describes Skinamarink as like a gulag, like something you put on and <laughs> it's like what happened. It's not really a story narrative. It's just mm-hmm. things that are spooky on screen, kind of. That's that's how I feel about Skinamarink. So no, I know it's beloved, but I, I like the journey of the Outwaters and I like how visceral it does get uh it is a little bit of a slow burn it takes a while and then it really cuts loose for like a very long time which is bold it usually found footage slow burn or slow burn in general it's like two-thirds of a slow build up and then a payoff and this Mm -hmm. one is like good 45 minutes of insanity and gore um very cosmic horror-y and i really like it so yeah i thought i would make sure that that was on radars nice how about you Zena? i'm going to go with project wolf hunting i had mm. a lot of fun with this one i love how bloody it is i think i described it as uh con air meets the sadness with a dabble of resident evil um yeah probably one of the bloodiest horror movies that i've ever seen and i just love the energy it has high energy i don't feel like there's ever a dull moment and I feel like even if you're someone who's not really into horror, I still feel like you'll enjoy this one if you can tolerate act- the blood a little it's bit. A little bit action bender, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of blood, a lot of arterial spray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm 
I wasn't sure when I was going to bring this up, but technically Megan already brought it up. Uh, I, because Outwaters wasn't on my list because it was last year, instead Skinamarinkas. There you go. We got a pair. Now, I, this, a, a lot like Outwaters, like when I first saw Outwaters, I, I messaged the the creator on Instagram because as a phone footage fan, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say I appreciated it more by any means, because that's also just a really conceited thing to say about anything. But the way they didn't lean into the tropes of traditional found footage and some of the complaints, frankly, that I've had about found footage, and they completely Mm -hmm. circumvent all those, was brilliant. I love Outwaters. I love, and if you follow Outwaters on Instagram, they're still getting publicity. They're still getting write-ups. They're still getting notice. I love it. More power to them. Um, So, but I also understand how people would watch that and be like, you love it or hate it. (laughs) There's not, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot in between. And I think Skinamarink is even bigger example of that. You either love it or you hate it. I haven't met a whole lot of people personally who enjoyed Skinamarink. I think I don't have a good reason why I like it so much. Maybe because it was unexpected. Maybe it, it was, it just hit me in the right feels that the, the continuing feeling of dread and abandonment is really terrifying to me. Maybe it hits to some memories or something from childhood. I don't know. Um, the simplicity of it. I think Gulag is actually a perfect way to describe it because I would absolutely put this on in the background if I was trying to get like motivated to write something really disturbing or unnerving to like try and yeah. put myself in that headspace. Like, um, What's that really messed up black and white movie? It's on YouTube. Um, de- de- not depraved, not begotten. Begotten. Are Thank you. you. About begotten? Yeah, begotten. I, I think I said this on the podcast before. There was a book I read a while ago that the author he got into the headspace to write his book by basically watching Begotten on a loop. Like that's mm. all he watched, and he kind of got him in this really messed up headspace to write it. Like that's what Skinnerink would do to me. It's very minimalist, but it's also kind of broken in this weird I don't know I don't I don't have a good way of describing it it makes it it gives me the right feels for horror in a way that I didn't Mm -hmm. think horror movies would do and I think that's part of what I appreciate we watch so much horror sometimes I just really love seeing something that I don't expect (laughs) kind of like mad god where it's like oh god this is so Mm -hmm. messed up (laughs) I love it um (laughs) yeah skin and if you if if 99% of you disagree with me on that one I get it I don't blame you I just really like it. I'll be you. Uh, so are we up to number three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number three, Megan. Did Zeta have, what was she a blackening in? Oh, Project Wolf mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, next one. Um, another one that I saw the first time and I was just so, it was almost like being on a roller coaster with how well done the chase sequences were and the horror of it was. And that was Scream 6. Nice. Uh, Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette's uh, continuation from Scream 5, I thought, was such a nice progression of 5. Uh, the core 4 you really loved uh, way more. I think that they were introduced and they're charming. But 6 is where you're like, yeah, I'm on board. Core 4. Um, the, again, the chase sequences were so good um there was the whole ladder between you know over the alleyway that just had me breathless i liked how it was working in unison um or really in conversation with scream 2 um so i think rewatches kind of makes that climax uh, a little bit clearer and stronger 
than mm-hmm. maybe the first watch of what you're expecting. I have no clue, no comment on where the heck this franchise goes from here, but for Bettinelli, Olpin, and Gillette, for this kind of being the last entry that they are touching, they did such a phenomenal job, and I had such a good time watching this movie. I did see a gripe recently <clears throat> about with all the to-do that's going on with the Scream franchise that we've intentionally neglected to talk about on the show just because we're not we're not going to put our two cents in about it. It it is what it is. What's going on with Scream? Uh, but someone basically saying you can't do Gale Weathers like that. You can't you can't stop the franchise now. You can't stop mm-hmm. her character now. She survived six movies. <laughs> you can't spoilers. Uh, like you can't have her just survive off screen and then just be done with her after all this. Like she has yeah. to have more than that. If for no one else, then for Gale. The for Gale, no yeah. Gale. Justice for She's... Gale. <laughs> Kirby got justice. Give justice to Gale. Right. All right, number three, Zena. I'm going to go with Sick. Uh, the slasher movie, it premiered on, I know it premiered at a festival, but it actually premiered also um, on Peacock yeah. earlier this year. And oh my gosh, I just fell in love with it. It's like a slasher that has an actual chase scene like an actual like fun like we love our chase scenes. yeah, yeah. It's, it was just like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time you know and it was just cool just to how they how they wrapped everything around um i personally didn't really know what was going to happen with it so i just love that it was just fun so but yeah if you're looking for like a survival slasher i feel like this is the one for you nice um, I am going to go with, I'll save the last two. They might be slightly surprising. Maybe not given my particular, my past history. Uh, number three is going to be Pearl for me. Um, cause it, it's, it's, it's Pearl. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's Pearl. Yeah. It's the X franchise. I mean, if you want to call it, I guess it wouldn't, would it be the, the Pearl franchise or the X franchise. The Mia Goth trilogy. I suppose the Mia Goth trilogy. <laughs> if nothing else, the trilogy itself has introduced me to Mia Goth, which obviously I've seen more of her in Infinity Pool, which she's fantastic in that too. And she may very much, yeah. She she may be already the top or like on like female horror Mount Rushmore for me for as far as like actresses or actors are concerned. Not even female, just across the board. She's fantastic the range of emotion between like vulnerability and innocence and sheer terrifying psychopathy (laughs) all of a sudden just that turn and just like the like the acting she does with her eyes is amazing like you feel like i feel it i don't know if she's method if she's not wow if she can just turn that on and off and be those characters it's fantastic like it's it's wild and visceral and it's just it's gonna to me it'll probably go down as one of the best at least trilogies in horror history like with what they've accomplished so far so and maxine isn't even out yet i know like maxine would really have to drop the ball at this point i mean the fact when you make a second in a trilogy that strong usually the second ones aren't as strong and pretty damn good (laughs) (laughs) all right round four 
Round four. Uh, apparently, it's been a very strong year for slashers. Um, so I'm going with Thanksgiving. Um, mm. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving is return to slashers, or I guess the early aughts. Um, it's not a whole lot like the Grindhouse trailer by design, yeah. um, but it's just refreshing to have mm-hmm. this meat and potatoes slasher. I feel like we've kind of entered the era or we've been in the era where everything has to have some kind of a a novel or high concept twist, you know, because they want to keep audiences, especially savvy horror fans surprised. So they're like, what if we merge this slasher with back to the future or merge the slasher (laughs) with groundhog day. And there's something really refreshing about just here's an original killer and he's just killing people out of vengeance. Um, and so you have this very classic 80s sensible kind of like sensibilities, um, but with a contemporary style that is really bright, nice and refreshing. And the chase sequences were well done. There's a lot of great set pieces. You know, with Roth directing, it's a whole lot of gory kills, which is what you want. Um, and so it kind of scratched that itch for me. And I really enjoyed it. Good choice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Zena, thank you. I didn't want to just go. You didn't say anything. Oh, I, uh, please, by all means, you don't have to wait for me. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with appendage. Uh, basically, there's about mm-hmm. it's about this woman who works in fashion, and she has a lot of anxiety. She's very stressed out, and it forms into something that is very much basket case. And I really enjoyed this one. I love the way the film looks. I love the acting in it. Um, I feel like it didn't go in the direction that I thought that it was going to go, but I feel like it didn't. I'm trying to like speak around it because I don't want to waste, well, I don't want to waste time, but I don't want to spoil it. That's what Mm -hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's the type of movie that does not waste time. So I want to say within the first 15 minutes or so, something gross happens. And I'm here for it. So if you're someone who likes surprises and you like body horror and hey, you like fashion too, like me, you should should check this movie out. To all filmmakers out there, if you're looking for a Xena approved pick, gross (laughs) and horror or in a fashion and you win. Yep. And witches. Throw a witch in in there. Throw Throw a witch witch in there. Doing some witchy things. Even in the background. Stir in a cauldron, gold school. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Uh, number four, I'm going to have to go with Bones and All, which was assigned to me. I think Megan assigned that one to me. Um, yeah. It was, which was also 2023, wasn't it? It just came Last out year. this year. It was 2022. came out. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's not that it's hard to describe, but for some reason it's hard for me to describe why I like it so much. It's like coming of age mm-hmm. horror. I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, to me, I I had mentioned when I originally reviewed it or talked about it, that it it had this almost near dark feel to me. 
like because it's also kind of road trippy like you're kind of on the road on the mm-hmm. run trying to figure out how to live while being pursued and it, it's it's like it's simple it's not it's not big but it just it feels uh, i don't know there there's some there it it's always feels ominous there's always something where it feels like mm-hmm. this isn't going to go well something bad's going to happen and the sheer nature of the characters bad things have to happen but also mm-hmm. the the um the performance of uh, Mark uh, Rylance who plays Sully in it is so fantastically disturbing it is so it, cuz it's so quiet and unassuming and almost gentle and freaking terrifying at the exact same time yeah and just this life that they live is oh like it's it's a it's an absolutely beautiful movie that is utterly it's like heartfelt and disturbing <laughs> and i don't know That's like it's <laughs> it worked a lot for me so yeah i'm pretty happy with Yay, this one across the board one. like it's such a fantastic movie not a constant rotation movie Great. for me. I would watch Skin Marink over this one. I need to be in the right mood for this one. <laughs> but it's You need the gulag, not the the heady yes. emotional one. Yeah, yes. I get it. But this is one I would re- this is definitely one I would recommend to people who don't even like horror in the first place, especially if they have any sort of art house leanings or they just want to appreciate mm-hmm. a performance and cinematography and things like that. It's just it's a absolutely beautiful movie. All right, last round before the runners ups. No one will save you. Yeah, um, yeah. Brian Duffield's—he's—he's he's very surprising in how he approaches genre movies in general, um, and really getting emotions out of them. So this one, uh, Caitlin Deaver stars as a woman who is ostracized in her little quaint little town. Uh, doesn't really tell you why at first. You feel for her though, and then you know aliens invade, and the way that he delivers an alien invasion movie it's very classic as far as you've got the gray aliens and they beam people up scotty um (laughs) they do a lot of other things uh but there's a hierarchy to them and it's very thrilling it's there's it's a whole lot of intensity and suspense in her trying to evade this invasion um and the surprises that it throws at you but there's a hierarchy to them too that you know, you know that there's a there's a whole other language there that mm. we're never going to be privy to because we are not aliens, I don't think. <laughs> as far as you know. Uh, but yeah, and then he does this with so little dialogue. Yeah. Um, when it reveals why she's ostracized, it's not some little trite thing. Mm. It's not like, oopsie, it's a big deal. Yeah. And then where her journey ends is the type of ballsiness that's going to either make people be like, no, or... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um I'm that. But yeah, I just it's just really impressive. It's a really impressive uh genre of sci-fi horror movie. This one was on my runners up too. And I still Same. don't know how I feel about the ending. <laughs> I'm still working on it. All right, Zena number fair. 5. Oh, it was really hard. But uh <laughs> Sister Death because oh. I love Veronica, so this is the prequel and um man, like this is just one of those satisfying movies that fit in with the franchise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the tone of it. I love how creepy it feels. Um, 
th- there's a lot of demonic, horrible things that go on uh, in this movie that I just cannot get enough of. And plus, I love the director of Paco Palazzo, so I'll watch anything he puts out. Yeah. And this is probably my absolute strangest, seemingly out of nowhere pick that is completely overlooking two that longtime listeners of the show would think would be layups for me. And I'm going to say Southbound, the anthology oh, horror wow. that I got assigned this year. Um, I rewatched it again a couple of weeks ago. It This is anthology horror. Like, this is how you do anthology horror. The wraparound, the storytelling, the acting. The the story in the hospital is still just, no pun intended, just gut-wrenching. And I just, I loved it all. The tone of it all. The, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how to put into words how this captures it in a way as much as I enjoyed VHS 85, and I'll talk about that later in our runners up, the way it encapsulated the wraparound just to work across the board. Like, that's the hard, I think we talk about that a lot, that the wraparound tends to be a weak link in anthology mm-hmm. horror. It's just a way mm-hmm. to get from one story to another, but this actually encapsulates it all. And the stories just flow together. It's not, yeah. let's watch a new video. Let's, whatever uh, contrivance or convenience or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's all just kind of happening around. Like this is what's going on in this area, this concept. And it, it, yeah, I think this has quickly become one of my all time favorite anthology horror movies. If not my favorite, it's so good. I like it so much. I want more like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go watch it later. Love I that think. For you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So before we get to runners up, let's each one of us just go through our top five in a particular order. Just a quick recap. And then we'll kind of dive into our runners up. Okay. We'll you, uh, so, top five Outwaters, mm-hmm. Scream 6, The Blackening, No One Will Save You, and Thanksgiving. Zena? Okay. So, I have The Blackening, Project Wolf Hunting, Sick, Appendage, and Sister Death. And I had Talk to Me, Skinamarink, Pearl, Bones and All, and Southbound. All right. I have a lot of runners up. Uh, and I know I already talked about two of them. Do we want to do any round? Do we, how do we want to do this? We want to do it like round t- the table again. Just kind of keep going as if they were a part of the list. Up to you. I didn't do too many. Okay. What do you think, Zena? I was going to say, how about we just go through the list? Because I, I have like one a of our good list. amount as well. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And we can totally stop and chat if any of us have feels about any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't we just do that? Why don't we start with you, Megan? Um, so runner up, I also had talk to me on my list. Um, and then the last voyage of the Demeter, I feel like is a really good movie that Mm -hmm. might've been too, too much of an ask for theaters. Um, just because it's a period movie. Mm. It's also a period movie that has Dracula on a boat, which Mm. dominated the conversation. (laughs) Um, but I think it's a really good movie that people are going to discover. You know, not that yeah. Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula was not a big hit, but I feel like it's that type of thing where people will come around on it later and realize that we don't get a whole lot of huge budget movies of this scale. Um, and Andre Uvdahl did an amazing job directing it, um, making this 
feel really vast and epic sized and then slowly making it extremely claustrophobic. Javier Botet was an amazing Dracula. I just thought it was overall a very solid movie that I had a great time with and the craft was just impeccable and I feel like it's going to be ripe for discovery whenever audiences are ready. I always feel a little uh, bad for those filmmakers. A little bad. Yeah. Like I hope, because obviously I was talking to my wife about this not too long ago. I was, uh, I saw some comment on some Instagram movie, whatever, where someone's like, oh, that's 90 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. That yeah. is quickly turning into some the dumbest thing that I can hear anyone say. Like, I'm sorry. You spent 90 minutes of your life, probably for free, if it's streaming, if it's torrents, whatever. These people yeah. dedicated part of their lives to building it. Yeah. The people who yeah. wrote it, who directed it, who acted in it, who the grips, the catering, the transportation, the assistance. And you're arguing about 90 minutes of your life for a movie you could have shut off. Yeah. Like I, I sincerely hope that there has been a shift or there is a shift in people pulling back, just being like, you know what? I didn't enjoy this or not commenting at all. And then, so filmmakers can at least hear the people who enjoyed it. And then if people find it down the line, it just makes them feel better instead of, oh my God, I ruined my life because of the $60 million movie that didn't work out. And all I heard was how much people hated it. Mm. And then I like, I hope that it's solace two, three, five, ten years down the line when they hear that and it doesn't turn into, well, where the hell were you 10 years ago when people were making me feel like crap? You know, like I, I sincerely hope that people find it. And Andre Abdal is such a fantastic director. Anyway. He, he is. The cast is great. The kills are brutal. There's really good kills. Um, I just think it being a period piece and it being a Dracula story, like it's really amounts to maybe a page or two out of Dracula. Yeah, if, um, if it's that, not even a yeah, chapter, but short. yeah. It's short, but he makes it a full story. Um, but I think, you know, to your to your point, I, I can't help but I always think of this. Uh, did you ever see Wolfman's Got Nards, the yeah. documentary? Oh, I never saw the documentary. Squad. No, no. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's basically tracking how it became like such this cult favorite. And Fred Decker at some point is like, what good does this do me now? Yeah. Aww. And it sucks, you know, like yeah. not that he's not appreciative. And and you see that with John Carpenter all the time, too. Oh. Like, great. That that's great. Doesn't do me any good now because yeah. the movie's lot like the thing bombed. So he didn't get to do the next movie he wanted to do and, yeah. you know, bounce back. Luckily, with like Christine and stuff. But, yeah, it's like it does affect it doesn't impact their careers currently. And that's not money. Like, it's great that we love to reappraise horror movies every, like, by the fifth year, everybody's going to probably discover this for the first time. And, yeah. So it would be great then. Would have been nice now. Yeah. But we'll take it. Like, and, and I understand that if a movie doesn't do well in the theaters, they have to deal with that. And that's going to affect their careers anyway. But the fact yeah. that in the age of social media, now you have to hear from everyone who has to weigh in about how they feel. About like, oh my God, this was so dumb. Like, whatever. Just being terrible. Because I, as much as I like to think that there are directors like Steven Spielberg who they release a movie and they just go on vacation. They don't look at the numbers yeah. or the reviews or whatever. I have some first-time director. They're just hoping you like the thing that they made. And uh, they have yeah. to yeah. face this vitriol. Someone DMing them about how they're terrible. Like, that is brutal. That's so annoying. Social media has definitely changed the conversation. Hasn't made people happier, that's for sure. No, it hasn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, does it? No. So, yeah. And then just the last honorable mention that I 
we'll throw out is uh, Damian Rugna's uh, When Evil Lurks mm. because, man, talk about mean horror and a smart approach to yeah. possession horror. What if the church isn't even a factor? I feel like when you have possession horror, it often leads to exorcisms and Rugna who is uh, behind Terrified, which I adore, is like, screw it. Church isn't involved. Church church failed here. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> so, love it. All right, Zena, dive in. Okay, so I have a lengthy one. So, bonuses, uh, they clone Tyrone. I know it's not really mm. a horror, but it's sci-fi mystery, really. And it's horror. your list, so. But yeah, it's your it's, list. I make the rules. So, yeah, <laughs> I also had No One Will Save You as a bonus. Yeah. Um, the Offering. Then I also have Jagged Mind and Dark Harvest because Dark Harvest, it's it's one of those movies that's really dark, but the the monsters look so cool. Yeah. Uh, then show-wise, I have a list for shows. Oh, um, Sugar Bear, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, of course, I have to have The Last of Us on there because Absolutely. I feel like that show's amazing. Then I have Shelter, which I'm really like, Why? It got canceled, oh, guys. They yeah. canceled it. And it was just like, I wish I could tell you. Like, literally, I know people say, oh, they left us, you know, on like a, a hanging edge. I know no one says that. But you get what I mean. Like, they they really yeah, yeah. did left us, like, leave it. Like, if I could they just dangled. tell you. Like, okay. Anyway, um, then I also have School Spirits, which that one is not canceled. So, yippee. You know, that one came <laughs> back. And just in case, if you haven't seen it, it's available on Netflix now. Um, then I also have Bargain, which I spoke about, I think it was last week or the week before. Yeah. And then Goosebumps, the new Goosebumps, because I just love the the whole vibe of it. I love the fact that they were trying to create something new. You know, this new generation, they need something. Then yeah. old movies wise, because there was a lot of older movies that I watched this year that just the bee's knees. The Guardian, which is pure and oh, utter yeah. insanity, you know. I have Night Visitor, which is basically kind of like Fright Night, except it's more with like a cult serial killer, but I'm living for it. I also have Hellhole, but technically mm. that one came out, I think it came out last year, but I did watch it's it a couple this year. years ago, right? The, the Polish one on Netflix? Yeah. So there's that one. Then I have The Hills Run Red with the, you know, mm. the horror fans. They decide to go to the woods and, okay. Uh, then I have The Harbinger. Which I think I watched it this year, but it came out last year. Okay, so, that was my Outwaters thing. Yeah, I was confused too. Yeah, and then I have Silent Rage. Uh, I didn't know that Chuck Norris was in a horror movie. <laughs> surprise, oh, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, and then finally, I have Paul Dudd's Paul Dudd's Deadly Lunch Break. Uh, basically, this guy he goes on this show. It came out in 2021. He goes on this show that's kind of like. Um, America's Got Talent type of thing and he yeah. wants to show what he can do but he's having the worst day ever and at this point he just started killing everybody and I'm rooting for him <laughs> as one does yeah so that's what I have I have quite a few too and I, I feel like I'm forgetting stuff I did my best yeah, to try yeah. and look back over what we watched yeah. over the last year and I know that there's stuff that I'm forgetting mm-hmm. and I do apologize we should you quick plug to Robert Prudhomme's Letterbox D, oh, and I think I know you dropped that in the description notes. But yeah. man, what a what a nice handy tool! Yeah. Thank we you, Robert, Robert. On his own accord, has been so fantastic on Letterbox. We have the link in the show notes. I always list him there. And he's so good at keeping up to date on all the movies that we've watched. So if you're ever wondering what we've watched, it's, yeah, it's a it's, lot. It's a lot. Even with cover art, he uploads everything. It's he's doing such a great job. And I did my yeah. best to parse through and try and find my favorite and i know i'm forgetting <laughs> stuff i'm sorry uh piggy 
was on my list. Mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. saw that at the beginning of this year. I couldn't remember if it was this year or last year. Um, probably never watch it again because it's it's a downer. It's tough. It's dark. But it's what they did was pr- nothing short of like amazing. VHS eighty five. I thought that it was a great anthology. Again, Southbound was just better for me. Um, it's still knocking out of the park for me. Like I, the VHS series, if they keep turning out what they did in VHS 85 for the rest of the time, I'm never going to yeah. complain. Um, Final Girls, that one, that was an assignment for both my wife and I to watch. And it kind of both took us both. We were a little surprised by how much we really enjoyed the heart and the humor and the simplicity but complexity yeah. to it, I guess, at the same time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Grabbers had a lot of fun yeah. watching Grabbers. It needs to be more Irish horror movie. <laughs> Where drinking is the key to survival. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, I had the blackening on there and no one will save you. Hell House LLC, Carmichael Manor mm, is a runner up. Yeah. Mostly because there's a couple of plot holes that it, it, just couldn't get the top five for me because of just a couple of little things, but still very enjoyable. Still, uh, you loved it, yeah. And I love the first one so much, and this one has come the closest to the first one for me. Um, Livid, I kind of forgot mm-hmm. I had watched Livid, yes. but man, is that an atmospheric, kind of terrifyingly sh- again, visuals always get me in horror. Yeah. It doesn't need to be jump scares, it doesn't need to be any of that. If you have an eye for horror and you get it's like oh i mean just the ballerina typed it oh yeah. freaking oh gets me so good um and then what did i have left i think the uh, oh and i had a couple of uh, uh short movies one was 12 kilometers the mike mm-hmm. pesci's of uh, kind of viral hit where he's asking you to send yeah. his top three horror movies and he'll send you a link to it really beautifully shot it's based I don't know if it's directly based, but it has to be on a, a very classic creepypasta about a hole to hell and people mm-hmm. dropping a microphone down. I mean, it, it has to be. It's almost exactly that in the movie. It's really great. It's very, very beautifully shot. Um, go check them out on Instagram. Send them your three favorite horror movies and see it for yourself. And yeah. Never Hike Alone too, in no small part because I am tangentially a part of Friday the 13th canon now. <laughs> Um, and the Never Hike Alone series is just fun. I I love a good fan film. They're so they're so fun when someone who really appreciates the series yeah. decides to have some fun with it. I really love that. It's because sometimes studios they just don't get it, right? They don't understand why a movie was popular, and then they try to make another one, and you're like, you you don't yeah. quite get why people liked this, do you? <laughs> you took the wrong lessons, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You took yeah this fifty percent over here. Like there was, there was two hands. There was a red blue and a, a, a red pill and a blue pill, and you took the red pill. <laughs> like, no, that's not what we wanted. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a great year for horror. I, I think I feel like twenty twenty two was really good. Like that one was it was really hard, but twenty twenty three still been turning out some really good stuff. Horror thrives. Twenty twenty two had like great horror movies mm-hmm. don't get me wrong we, we we've been getting awesome horror all yeah. around mm-hmm. yeah but i feel mm-hmm. like 2022 had great horror movies but i feel like 2023 there was some really great horror series um mm-hmm. that i know that i just had to like binge watch and stuff so yeah i need to catch up on some of it i know and i still haven't i still need to dig into some more mike Flanagan wolf like myself. Me. oh wolf like me i did start yes. wolf like me we started it 
Yeah. Okay. But Good. it's so hard to get into series sometimes. Like if you can't binge watch, if you can only watch like one a day, sometimes oh. it's like, oh, what are you in the mood for? Well, let's watch Friends. <laughs> Which <laughs> is horror in its own sense. Werewolf rom com. It is cute. It's very cute. And I love Josh Gad. Like yeah. he, he's he can do no wrong for me. Um so yeah. It's a good year. There you go. Looking forward yeah. to what 2024 has to offer. So much stuff is on the horizon. I love it. Yeah, so much stuff. And and a qu- and frankly, just a general message to people out there: go watch horror, like new horror. <laughs> like people yeah. complain endlessly about Marvel and DCU cinematic universes and reboots and sequels. Like, oh god, this is so they're just doing the same. Then go watch the new stuff. Go to the. Th- I don't go- know. I- Go see Voyage of the Demeter. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. But I I do think that if people are listening, they probably are those people that are already. I think so. I think the people listening to this show are open minded. They're people who are listening. So people who aren't listening. Yeah. Listen to us and then go watch new horror. Share this with someone who doesn't (laughs) like horror or who's always complaining. We will give you plenty of references to non sequels, reboots, and cinematic universes. Um, they're out there and they're great and people are working really hard to to try and make horror mainstream and it's as close as it's ever been the actors oh, yeah, that are sure. coming into the horror space between the scars guards and like mia goth and just these fantastic actors that the academy isn't going to be able to ignore forever they're so good watch them try they'll try <laughs> But they're not going to be able to ignore the box offices forever because the box offices are really starting to show with some of these. So, yeah. And I think that's the bloody disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more for Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com or at or on Twitter at Haunted Mag. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel with the same name or at lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly Horror Narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app or feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok at BeDisgusting. So for this year, I'm John. I'm Megan. I mean, I'm Xena. (laughs) (laughs) There is no doubt. No one has ever doubted that. Xenovember taught us a lot. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Happy New Year. Yay.